Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com So now rock and roll. we are always ready to rock and roll in the North South Connection podcast network with the latest edition of the Multiverse of Fabulousness hosted by Keithy Langston. Of course, Johnny C, who is I, Keithy, happy Grunta Day. <laughs> right. Aren't we excited about that? I oh, am. I am, too. Um, yes. most, mostly because um, of how it shames another individual, but we will talk about that. That's just a little per- peek behind the curtain. By the time you all are here in this, uh, you know, you'll know that inevitably the Bengals would have defeated the Browns and the Jets probably beat somebody maybe unless it's their bye week as it is NFL opening weekend. Mm. Um, but we are recording this on Grunta Day, uh, which is the day that Grunta became the uh, longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. <laughs> So you like I saying that name, huh? Well, I don't know about you, but I picture my like, you know, like Ricky Bobby's like, you know, I picture my Jesus as a ninja. I picture my Gunther as like Doctor Strange love when he's when he's talking to Vince. He's like, mine Gunther. I don't know if you've seen Doctor Strange love. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I didn't. You know. Come on, hell. He like you know he he, he, he can't. <laughs> Anywho, available on YouTube and on uh, all app podcatcher. Uh, devices as well what we do here on the multiverse of fabulousness is we traverse the multiverse for pop culture variants uh usually we play a crazy cosmic game of what if but keith you know today oh so much has happened in the world of wrestling and Mm. popular culture and what have you and Mm. because it's gunther day i want to talk about that and there were a couple other things i wanted to talk about and i wanted to play a few games and what have you and i just this sure. is a pop, what we're calling a potpourri episode of the Multiverse of Fabulousness. Um, pretend there's an Earth out there where our show has no inherent structure. Potent potables. <laughs> what a great reference. You know, I miss Alex, Alex Trebek. As do I. He was a good, uh, he was a good Canadian. He was a good man. Mm-hmm. Will, Will Damien. 
Do it. You got to do it. Oh, you want me to do Why are you so nervous, my man? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Why are you so nervous? I just, I don't, you know, Damien, Damien and I watch Jeopardy all the time. You know, reptiles of the world is his favorite category. You know, I think he wants to ask you if he can be a contestant. Go ahead, Damien. Ask him. That's so I'm cool. out of here. Well, I guess we'll just have to settle for the home version of Jeopardy, Damien. I guess. <laughs> well, goddamn, Damien, you're gonna need crack. <laughs> um, it's, it's funny. It's funny yes. though because WrestleMania Seven is something I want to talk about tonight. But since sure. our show is a potpourri, the first thing I did want to talk about is Gunther Day. Oh, I was gonna say eating potpourri. Have you ever had any of it? <laughs> uh, it? It is Gunther Day. Today is, I guess, yes. the official day that Gunther becomes the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I was watching a like a quick YouTube documentary on one of the old WWF video games, and the guys like you can also play as the Honky Tonk Man, the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. And you know, this was video was made a couple years ago, and I was like, wow, for so long that's been the thing. Yeah, and for so long that has been what this crazy county fair shyster of a person, mm-hmm. barely a human being known as the honky tonk man has been living off of. Yes. So the first thing I want to ask you, Keith is, are you proud of Gunther? And then what do you think the honky tonk man is going to do to make money for the rest of his life? Well, okay. So hear me out. I am a new England Patriots fan obviously, right, coming from the Boston area. Um, and the year that they went 16-0 uh, and 0 and went to the playoffs and lost in the Super Bowl to the – They went 16-0? and 0? They went 16-0, and 0, yeah, and then they lost. And I thought the they... Dolphins were the only undefeated team in the NFL. Well, the Dolphins went all the way and won the Super Bowl. Laces, with the laces out, of course. Yes, and um, there was uh, – you know that that was a that was the season. I think it was 1978. I want to say, um, and that was the the big thing was that there's a certain player from the Miami Dolphins that year um, who they always kind of card out. <laughs> I feel like kind of like Hannibal Lecter style. Uh, his name is Mercury Morris, and every time it was 1972 and every time any team is having this like ridiculous, like undefeated run in football, they always dig up Mercury Morris and warm him up and ask him if his thoughts on it. And he gives his thoughts and then the team eventually loses and what have you. But when the Patriots went in Oh seven and they went undefeated throughout the whole season and then they went into the playoffs and they lost the Super Bowl to the, the New York football giants. Um, I hate that fucking team anyway. But um, the, the point I'm trying to make is, is that usually whenever anybody would have this ridiculous run in wrestling, all of a sudden the honky tonk man comes up. The honky tonk man comes up. It happened in the tag team division when new day broke demolitions record. Uh, but the honky tonk man hasn't tried to sue the WWF for concussion syndromes and CTE. So they'll talk about the honky tonk man more than they'll talk about demolition uh, because Axe and smash have tried to sue the WWF for, you know, back pay or whatever because of concussions. So I think that, well, crush is still available. Oh, yeah, crush. wait, no, he's not. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, Moving no on. One's, no one's bringing up chronic. Uh, but I think that that's the, that's kind of where, you get that just they they cart out the honky tonk man. Now that that is no longer a thing, um, 
I mean, he's probably still going to call himself the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. I right, because that's the kicker right there. The greatest. Yeah. And I mean, it, but that's not, he was never the greatest. Sure. He, he was the longest reigning and 99% of his title defenses ended in countouts or disqualifications. So, you know. I saw some playlist WWE put up on YouTube of like all of Gunther's title defenses. And while impressive, yeah. I was like, this is really all? Like, Yes. I said that actually today um, in, in a group chat where I was talking about, it's only like 16 defenses, I think. Yeah. And I went, that's kind of really weird that he's had 16 on-screen title defenses. And yeah. that over, like, I mean, at this point, it's like an 18-month title reign, you know? Sure. And, and uh, some of those against multiple people. So maybe they count as more than one. But you're right. I feel like, um, well, but Honky Tonk, man, how often is he defending that thing? Just on like Saturday night's main events. I can't think of one pay-per-view where he defends it except for SummerSlam 88. That's when he fucking loses it. Uh, well, he defends it at WrestleMania 4. Cause he yeah, needs, right. You're he, right. You're he, right. You're he right. Beefcake, I you're think. Right. But um, no, I think that. Um, but see, the big thing is, is that especially at that time. All the money was made on the house show circuit. Sure. So he was defending the title every night on the house as, show. As Gunther is whenever they go to San Jose State I'm University sure, sure, every night. I'm, right. I'm sure he is. I think that the the big difference now, and I think that this is where you kind of get into this interesting debate about whether or not his his title reign is successful, is because he's not always defending it on television. Whether he's in a battle royal or he's in a tag team match or he's just you know, in a non-title match, because, I mean, that happens, you know, where there's a non-title match and he fights somebody. Um, you know, if he's fighting, like, a guy who's higher up on the card, maybe that guy's not going to challenge him for the title, you know. So, yeah, there's differences. Do, am I, do I think, though, that what he's doing here's – the, here's the kicker. A lot of people will say that the Intercontinental title hasn't meant anything since prior to the – since the Razor Ramon era. I would say prior to the Attitude era. I think that – while it was a nice uh, kind of, you know, bargaining chip to have with matches like The Rock and Triple H or The Rock and Steve Austin, or uh, it wasn't really anything to write home about. I think that uh, the Attitude Era really kind of diluted, especially when they added more titles and it diluted the matches and it diluted the, the value of the title. And it's really kind of moved on to that point. I thought they were kind of coming back to bringing it into prestige when like Brock was the one and only true world champ and they had like Cena was the U S champ. And I think originally Daniel Bryan was the intercontinental champ and that was yeah. supposed to be, they were going to have like the IC champion was going to be on SmackDown and he was going to kind of defend it every week. Like Cena was defending that's, the U S title. And that's what I, I feel like I've said that on this show before, before yeah. they, they came up with like a more, a structure they have now that regardless right. of whether that title the set has means anything. At least everything's lined up now. I'm a exactly. fan. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that it, that's a great way to to showcase it. It's just it it sucks because Daniel Bryan was he couldn't wrestle. He got hurt, and that's what kind of like killed it. Because uh, then it's ended up being a hot potato again, and you're going from the Miz and Dolph Ziggler and whoever yeah, else Dolph. it is, and yeah, and it's just like nonsense. Um, I liked when Cody brought back the original style of the belt with the white strap. I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, it made everybody go nuts thinking that Cody was going to bring back the winged eagle for the, the world yeah. title. And uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, but maybe. But do I am I proud, though? I think I like Gunther. I think that he's he's a great representative for that championship now. Um, 
I really love the Chad Gable little story that they're doing arc with him. Yeah, um, I watched that match today. Those little girls broke my heart, man. This shit was sad. Well, but it, was, but I, but it was good. It was good. It was like because you knew they they had they were not you know smartened up. Yes, and I knew that, and I knew that he wasn't going to win the title. But what I was really hoping for was, and this would have been very honky esque, was kind of like a schmoz finish or something where maybe he wins by countout or he wins by a disqualification, Chad Gable, and then it's like let's say he wins by disqualification because Imperium comes in when it looks like. Gunther's just about to tap out and they come in and they break it up and then he loses. And then what it does is you can go to the next show, maybe the next premium live event, and there's a steel cage match. And you bring out the old school blue bars, you know, the blue bar cage. And then and then you kind of do that. Um, I don't know if you remember when one of the times the Steiner Brothers beat Money Inc., it was because I believe Ted DiBiase or IRS, one of them got stuck in the cage hanging upside down. And then the Steiners just climbed down. And I was like, that would be an awesome way to kind of have Gunther lose because, again, it kind of keeps him strong where he got stuck in the cage. It's not his fault kind of thing. You know, he wasn't on the ground unconscious while, you know, Chad Gable climbed out or whatever. But it leaves him strong for him to go to the next because what I was – and we were – again, I was talking about this on the chat today and I was kind of saying, like, I don't need to see any more ridiculously long, lengthy title runs for champions anymore. Like, we can go back to the days where people have it for a couple of months and then it moves on to the next person. Um, like, what I'd like to see is, I'd like to see Cody dethrone Reigns at Mania next year. And then at, like, SummerSlam, have him lose to Gunther and have Gunther be the champion for a few months. And then maybe he loses at WrestleMania or before that or whatever. I'm okay with it. So I feel that Gunther's – he's ready to move on to the next level. Um, he even cuts a pretty decent promo, which is kind of cool. So I like him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm good to see it move on to somebody. It'll be different. I, I hope that, like, if Chad Gable was to win it, like, at the next – you know, he cut a promo afterwards that was on, like, it's funny, they still do exclusive WWE.com stuff. And it was like, I'm not done yet. Like, he's taking his tape off. He's like, I'm not done. It was embarrassing, Evan. Like, my kids were crying. And, you know, he said something like, Daddy's not going to win. I forget what he said exactly. I'm paraphrasing. But long story short, he's like, this isn't over. And and I don't think it is. And I don't know. I think the next one's, what, Fastlane? And the next yeah. big live event's Fastlane. I, I mean, they need to have it be a stipulation match where – and this is where Chad Gable, you know, conquers the beast. Now you have in the record books, you got, I don't know, whatever reigns for the most of the championships. Like, you know, he's never going to be Bruno or Pedro no, or no, Hogan no. or whatever, but he's on the list of whatever. He's the most, he's the greatest champion recently. You got new day has the record for the tag titles. You got Gunther has the record for the intercontinental championship. Um, and then nobody gives a shit about the other championships. Right. I don't even know like who you would say the definitive United States champion of the WWE is. Um, Chris Benoit comes to mind. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to like you I know. know, but it but it does. Like I see him with the belt. Was he the first? Right. Is that why I'm thinking that? Um at Vengeance, him and Eddie had a match. Or was Eddie the first? No, I don't was I don't even know. I also no, think, I think... I think Chris Benoit was mostly because um, he had that match. He had that like that those matches with uh, Booker T. And didn't he beat Orlando Jordan to win it in like eight seconds at the yes. Dominic SummerSlam? Yes. yes, 
Yes. God, my, you know, my Dominic. wife knows who Dominic Mysterio is because uh, <laughs> we we were not married at the time. But whenever that SummerSlam was, it was we've been together for a couple of years. But we're watching it at my brother's house. And, you know, she's half paying attention talking to my sister-in-law. But then she looks over and she sees this child shaking the ladder, you know, because Dom, like, shakes the ladder. And she's like, who is that? And I was like, it's Dominic Mysterio, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, look at the TV. I'm like, that's the little boy that shook the ladder. She's like, fuck, we're old. That guy? Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's the greatest uh, entertainer in the history of our sport. Yeah. Um, that he is. So the what I have to say about Gunther is that um to me, I, I will fully admit I'm a very casual fan of the modern product. I keep aware of what is going on each week. Um, but I really only watch the PLEs. Right. Um, but I did watch, like, you know, I watched Gunther Gable, I heard it was good. Like, I'll try to seek something out if I hear it's really good. But my point is is that to me, I don't know what that fast lane pay-per-view is, but I'll tell you if Gunther is defending the Intercontinental Championship in a match that sounds like it could be decent to watch, to me, now the Intercontinental title is a main event in my mind. You saw with Payback, these events aren't going to be always headlined by guys like Roman, and maybe it's going to be like Seth and Shinsuke, which is fine, right. Like, but that's not, you know, that's not... That's not the... It's like an in-your-house level yeah. main event. The, well, that's and that's what these are, though. I mean, right. we shouldn't think of these PLEs like that, you know. I, I agree. And the Intercontinental title could main event in, in your house now. So I think that's sure. a powerful thing. And um, I'm not like a huge fan of the belt design, but now I know the belt. And to me, that is forever Gunther's belt. Like, that's the Gunther one. Yeah. The same way you would be like, uh, you know, you think of the globe blue one that Austin got after 14. And you're like, well, that's the Austin rock belt. I don't right. know. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it, that's, and I am excited to see the honky tonk man, um, mm-hmm. just become relegated to the back of the County fair. Yeah. Now, what if he came back and tried to find a new protege to take the title from Gunther? No, no, you're done with it. No. The fact that they didn't even entertain an idea of having him show up and do anything. Right just goes to show you that they have no interest and honestly i would say that's probably a triple h decision <laughs> sure yeah because triple h that's because triple h is embarrassed of being a wrestler and uh it's guys like the honky tonk man wait, wait what'd you say boy i'm not jealous i'm gonna greet the game but my point is is that you know they have to shine it up and the honky tonk man's just a carny and yeah. that's what it reminds them of. And so that's why they're eliminating all these carny things yeah. um, and what have you. And it's funny. The Usos are definitely the best champs of all time in the tag team division. But the, you say the New Day has the record? I think New Day has the record over Demolition. Um, Who? I mean, now, is it all three? No, it was actually no. It was the, it was the original run that they had when they – it was WrestleMania 4 through – it was like no. The, is it I, is it all three members of New Day? I mean, in the history. Oh, books? oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. the what's the kayfabe reason for the Freebird rule? Do you know? Like, like was there ever like a paper based document? Their president Jack Tunney was like, "Well, the Freebird." You know, I don't even think that the I don't even think the Freebird rule was. Well, let me see. 
Yeah, no, I don't think the Freebird rule was not a WWF thing. That was an NWA thing. No, I know, but since they own everything now, my Jack Tunney shtick was just an, it was just an uh, excuse to do the impression. It's a good impression, though, nonetheless. Um, no, I mean, I think I think that they I think well because I think original always up until really up until the last incarnation of the Freebirds, they always had three people, and it was just you know Michael Hayes and then whatever the combination was was with, with Terry Gordy was you know with whatever it was it was always an incarnation of like um buddy roberts terry gordy jimmy garvin bad streets i mean they always had a three a three-man kind of group running with hayes and i think when see they never won any they never won i don't think they ever won anything in the wwf they never won anything in the wwf yeah, so i don't think they were even there at the same time that well they were they were there the, they, no they were there back in like the late 70s i want to say oh before. that shit doesn't count yeah, before for, anything well but the only thing that counts the only thing that happened before wrestlemania that counts is hogan winning the belt in the garden yeah, but that's it. Well, it still counts though, because that's the thing is that the Freebird rule was invented back in the NWA, probably back in the seventies, um, or maybe even WCCW. Who knows? But I think it's the I think it was the NWA. And uh, essentially, what they said is that anytime there's a multi-man team, um, you can if two members of it win it, the other two members can wrestle with it. You know, and that happened. Um, oh, so the so the wrestling license for the fabulous Freebirds has all members listed. Correct. And it just so happens that Hayes and Gordy wrestled that night. Correct. And I, I like that. that. And that happened too, where you had like um, Ivan Koloff and Nikita Koloff. Uh, oddly enough, had Crusher Khrushchev, who was Barry Darso. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but they had, you know, they could wrestle in that way where it was like, you know, maybe Nik I think Nikita, probably Nikita and Ivan won the tag belts, but then oh, I'm sorry, Lafemme Nikita. <laughs> <laughs> was there a, was there an Ur in there? <laughs> no, it might have been. That very well could have been me, <laughs> Nikita, <No>. Nikita, <laughs> Nikita Koloff. That's what Boston people do. <laughs> we add R's where there's no R. On Lafemme Nikita, 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 Nikita Koloff, and then Krusha. Krusha Khrushchev. Krusha Khrushchev. No, but I mean, you had probably Nikita and Ivan probably won the tag titles and then brought in Barry Darso to be Krusha Khrushchev and then they defended it. Um, you had um, the Wyatts, but the really the Wyatts were only like Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. But I mean, they had a group for a while where they could be, you know, I guess Bray could defend the title. I don't know. Bray won it actually at one point. It was was it Eric Rowan and Luke Harper that were the Hammer people? Yes, I saw them live because uh, I went to a SmackDown. I was like, "It's the Hammer people." Yeah. Were they the Hammer Brothers? Did Nintendo sue them? Because um, you know Nintendo has the Hammer Brothers to fight Mario. Yeah, and the Boomerang they, Brothers. They must have gotten. They must have. Bludgeon Brothers is what they. Were oh, called. the I wanted to call them the Brawling. No. Who are the Brawling Brutes? No, no, no. Well, the Brawling Brutes are. Um... Seamus. Oh, that's why I know that. Butch, yes, yes, yes. Butch and uh, uh, the other guy. Another guy. And uh, yeah. just, just to Gunther real quick, Von Kaiser? Is that a punch-out reference? <laughs> well, it is. I mean, Von Kaiser is one of the that's, guys in there, yeah. Is he like his Hans group? Is he like is he like, <laughs> Gunther defend title for, for for glorious nation? Is he like his propaganda guy? He might be. I, mean, I, know, it's I know he's not German. I know they're Austrian, but Doctor Strange loves just too fun of an impression to do, at least in the well, character. You know, the character. I mean, right? Hitler's Austrian. Um, no, but I mean, it's it's there's a no. It's some people do say that it's a very vague 
very vague reference to, uh, you know, them being like. I mean, there's nothing funny about Hitler, folks, but Keithy's dynamite reference was well timed. I mean, I'm, you know, hasn't enough time passed we can laugh about the guy? I don't know. Well, I mean, we could, no, the, making jokes <laughs> at their expense is absolutely what you need to do. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, I think, well, because it's like, it's the same thing. You take any. Anybody with a German name or German sounding name or German sounding accent, you got to make him a fucking Nazi. I mean, that's just how it goes. No, it's, yeah, in wrestling for sure. Oh, pal, we're going to make him a Nazi, pal. He's going to be great. We're going to have him come out and do the salute and all the whole uh, nine yards. It'll be fun. Hey, I know I'm a cowboy that made a bunch of money in the stock market, but can I be one of them too? I'm going to goose step around. <laughs> fucking asshole. Uh, can we talk about that dickhead for a minute in the next one? Um, no, well, but I think, uh, yeah, so. Getting back to what were we talking about the the freebird rule, yeah, yeah, just like the 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 um the kayfabe rationalization between yeah. like what like you know that's the that's the stip you know like I yeah. love little shit like I got a one night manager's license you know yeah. like so the thing was is our wrestling license says the freebirds yeah you know fucking who licensed people to wrestle is a ve- like a veterinarian. It's got to be well. I think it's Doctor George Lahori. <laughs> oh, absolutely! <laughs> you, you got a little punch card. Your tenth time, it's free. Um, Just like a sub, <laughs> no doubt. Just like Elaine's bad sandwich that she lost the card. Remember that? Oh, denim vest. See, that's yeah. my that's my jam. The ironically, the denim vest. You you rock one of those? No, no. I was gonna say that the last season of Seinfeld is my oh. favorite. Yeah, I, I know that's not popular. And I understand. Who doesn't think it's popular? It was like one of the best. Like, it was like one of the most popular shows. No, no, no. And the, seasons the, of the shows. Well, I know, I know, but I feel like there's some sort of like Larry David was less involved or something. Like I don't know what the thing is, and some like purists maybe hate it. I don't know, but from I think I, it's from. Look, you can't listen to people like that because you go back and you watch the the pocket lot episode or the bet, and those seasons had good episodes. And okay episodes. That last season, I think that's the one that has when the sneakers get stolen. Um, isn't that the one where the mom and pop store gets stolen? It's isn't that the one with the no. Kenny Roaster chicken? Isn't that the one where Kramer butters himself? Like yeah, that's the premiere. It's the one where um It's the one with the Frogger, which is my favorite episode. It's George at the friggin' At the play now? Yes. Play with, now, George. Yes. Oh, my God. That's an f- amazing episode. Amazing season. It's the one with Festivus. Um, yeah, Banya. Yeah. Banya, Banya makes a couple appearances and stuff. That's the one where, where <laughs> Kramer sells him his suit when he's in the freaking ladies' department. I mean, come on. That's a great season. No, you're right. Uh, and we're and we're for, oh, that the, the Frogger episode is the one with the Lopper. I was going to say, don't forget yeah, the one the with Lopper. the Lopper. Yeah, the um, Lopper. The Peter Stamare, come on, yeah. like, that's a great season. Don't you don't don't you ever apologize for being a Seinfeld? What season? What was that? Seven, nine, whatever. What season? Nine, I think. Yeah. Don't you ever apologize for being a Seinfeld final season fan? All right, good. That's I won't. Great, that's a great season. Well, speaking of television, all right. Well, <laughs> moving on. Well, well, we we talked about you know, and I, and I like that. I like see that's what look what Gunther got us. Imagine Good, what these next yeah. things are going to get. But that's oh, sort of here we go. What this episode's about, you know, we try our conversational. Our conversation is multiversal. Yep. Um, where do you stand? Do you watch the television program Heels? Oh my god! I just started like episode one of season one like today. 
Seriously, I did. I I was looking for something. Are you fucking I, kidding me? No, because I just you know what I just watched is um I I look for something like to watch like during my lunch or sure. when I'm just sitting around bored at work. And I was um I had just finished watching like I binged like Fleabag on Amazon Prime. I binged that right after I watched Dial of Destiny. Yeah, and I was like, that was a great. So I just finished that like this week. That's, so I said, that's All a right. great show. That's my Phoebe yeah. Waller Waller Bridge. I, oh, I love her. I said, I go. I don't know what it is about her, but there's something that's like sexy about her. Hey, right? Yeah, like right? something about her that's like, and it's not that she's not an unattractive. No, I know woman. she's very attractive, but there's just something that's like. Well, she's British, know, and as, well, you know as Americans thing. were, you know. True, but you know that there's the difference between like attractive and sexy. Absolutely, and it's yep. like this is something that's same like with sexy. men too. Same with men yeah, too. Like sure. they're not gonna, like like. Hey um, man, the two weather. There's two weather channels that there's two weather channels. There's two channels in Boston that we have, uh, and the weather. One of them's a woman. One of them's a man. They are both beautiful. <laughs> like the, sure. the guy that's on one of the, the guy that's on one of the weather channels. I'm like, that's a handsome man. <laughs> like that is a good looking man. Yeah, dude. I so, my uh, I took my kids to see Blue Beetle and. Uh, I, oh, was, yeah. I looked at my daughter. I was like, so did you like it? She's like 13. And she's like, yeah, I did like it. Surprisingly. She had no idea. Yeah. And uh, she was like, he's kind of hot. And I was like, he is a good looking kid. Like, cause yeah. he's a kid to me. I was like, you know, yeah. um, and that's the thing. Like, I get it. Like, I totally understand why someone's sure. attracted to the blue beetle kid. Sure. Or yeah. like, you know, like I'm not so. There is the, not the last season of Cobra Kai, but the season before he was kind of pudgy though. And I was talking to my friend, and he was like, I'm "Oh, because sure. he, they go, he was probably working out and trying to get in shape for the." And I was like, "No, he was looking like a little chunky." Like, I'm not, and I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally get what you're putting down, and it only stands out because the show is about a kid where he's like, you know, Rob Van Dam, you know, mm-hmm. like, just, or Jeff Hardy, like, he flies around and shit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always trying to relate it back to wrestling. So you really, honestly, watched started watching Heels today because I did the same. I watched the latest episode of Heels, season two, yeah. episode seven, the penultimate. Um, okay. On my lunch break today. Okay. And have you? Okay. So, the reason I I found it was a comfortable topic, and I will not spoil anything. This is about one person in the show. Okay. And, the, and their performance. Have you met Wild Bill yet? Yeah, it's yeah, it's um. It's, oh God, what's his Chris name? Bauer. Yes, and I love him. I love him as an actor. I only know him from two shows, and I know one of them's True Blood, and I know yeah. you, you, I know you watched it, so I knew that yeah. we could have this conversation. And yeah. I found him very good. Now. He's got such a I can't do an impression because you can't like. Um, He's got a great accent, a great like Southern Texas yes. act. You know what? He actually has like, I feel like he has a non uh, Creole Louisiana accent, like you know. Well, and we talked about the Freebirds earlier. Um, I don't. I would like I said. I'm not gonna spoil any plot points, but I've I've heard. Oh, is he like supposed to be Michael Hayes? Yes, but a Michael Hayes that okay. became that sort of was as popular as Hogan. He's like if Hogan was Michael Hayes in a way. Yeah. Okay. Because Wild Bill, you know, he if you've seen the first episode, you know, he comes yeah. down to scout Ace for Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and stuff like that. So, um, but later in seasons, like you see flashbacks of him like filming a movie. And it's like, so, oh, okay. and it's like, he's like, yeah, we're in the third one now. And I'm like, oh, so you're Hogan, you're Hogan level of famous, but you act like Michael Hayes. Um, I also know him from being the, um, the teacher that uh, sexually assaults the girl at the beginning of the devil's advocate. <laughs> Did you eat? Did you play the game special places with Mr. Guy? 
you wrote he ate a thousand hand pancakes. That is unbelievable. Like that is exactly that was my first introduction to him as an actor. Yeah. And I was he's, like, he's, he's so creepy in that. That's like, you know, not to go on another tangent, but David Harbour, who yeah, we know yeah. Red Guardian. Yeah. And also he was and, Hellboy and also right. in um he's Stranger. uh yeah, oh, yeah. Movies. Also recently in Gran Turismo, the movie. I know everybody out there saw that. <laughs> but he plays Hopper. That's where everybody knows him from Hopper, really. And um, but he was in very early on in his career. He's in an episode of like Law and Order SVU. Wait, what was the show called? <laughs> Law and Order. I wish I had an accent. They're so cool. What did I say? Law and Order. Law and Order. That's right. The, the rest of the episode, I'm just going to talk like Phoebe Waller-Bridge. You know what the funny? You know what the funny thing is, though, is that there, there was there was one of the episodes of uh, oh god, I can't remember what it was. I think it was a no holds barred episode, and um, <laughs> Justice, I think like Jenny Jenny was on it from the Jenny position, and she said something Law and Order, and she said Law and Order, like she said it like a normal person would. <laughs> And then Justin says he was like, we need Keithy on here to go, Law and Order. And I went, yeah, Law and Order is a, uh, it's a, it's, listen, the Boston accent is a whole nother creature. What do you want it, from it, me? It makes me jealous. We're, we're talking about Chris Bauer's accent. We're going to get back to Chris, I promise. I just wanted to say that loud. There's, so no, there's no accent in the, uh, what, the uh, Ohio River Valley that you, <laughs> in that way you live? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um, I, like, I really don't know if this is called the Ohio River Valley. Um, yeah, I mean, I, well, we have, you can't call us Podunk because we have the world's like highest paid athlete now. That's true. I don't know if it's the world or just the sport. No, he can't be more pay, paid better than a baseball no, player. He's not play, He No, he doesn't make more money than uh, <laughs> motherfucker ain't playing baseball. Yeah, he ain't playing baseball. And believe me, he's going to be, you know, what's a, you know, what's really funny. This is only going to last for a couple months and then Shohei Otani is going to get his contract. Right. That's true. That's the most true. ridiculous contract in the history of our sport. But yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, no, I, I, anyway, so getting back to Chris Bauer, um, being the pedophile. I didn't touch that girl, Keanu Reeves. God damn it. Your accent's all over the place. (laughs) So's mine. (laughs) God damn it. It's the final fig leaf. (laughs) Pacino was so good in that movie. Like, they should have given him all the awards that year. <laughs> and you got Delroy Lindo doing an accent. In that, <laughs> no, movie. that movie is so off the charts. Coaches in it. I love. Yeah, that movie's so off the charts. I love that movie. I, I love it. it. I love and, Coach. Oh God, it's so it's so that movie's so bananas. It is. Uh, um, but that's so anyway. In this second season, you'll have to give me an update if you if you okay. end up binging it or something. But and again, yeah. no spoilers. This is all about Chris Bauer. For anyone out there who's thinking about it. It's a really interesting little show. Um, the best example I can give it was that um, the first season was very sort of like small in scope. The second season is akin to the first season as X-Men United is to X-Men. Okay. Um, but it's still extreme. I mean, I like X- I love X-Men United. Yeah. Um, but Chris Bauer is really just fucking bringing it, man. Like, I'm I'm nomination worthy sure why not like i just i don't know he 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 gets this carny i know which is a phrase i know i've used a lot it's probably because i've been binging season two of heels and you know wild bill is that that character that's an old school type of wrestler but like 
he's also like he's like a wordsmith he has a way with words and he's mm-hmm. he's almost like a, a cult leader in a way but one who's like not a piece of sh- like you know it's like he yeah. he gives these rousing speeches and he uses 16 words when you could get away with only using four which i'm obviously a huge fan of yeah and chris bauer's voice we've talked about in his fucking get up in this handlebar fucking mustache that he's got yeah and uh, you put that together with uh, the dude who used to host Guts with Mo. Yeah. Mike, this is Mo. I'm standing on top of the aggro crag with the purple team representative. Guts. Hi, thanks, Mo. <laughs> Yo, I'm wearing BK Knights. Mo, what are you wearing? Well, Mark, I can't afford shoes as I've never been adequately paid for my role on Nickelodeon's Guts. You're talking about Mike O'Malley is the other guy. He's like the creator of the show. Mike O'Malley was from, I believe, from Boston, New Hampshire. Yeah, Boston, New Hampshire. God damn. He's he's a Northeast guy, yeah. My college roommate loved that fucking show with Mike O'Malley, the sitcom. And I was was like, dude, that show is so dumb. And he's like, oh, no, it's pretty funny. I was like, the show has one plot. Oh, kind of conservative wife. Michael Malley can't afford Christmas presents. Let's get him some. Let's get his kids some Christmas presents. Like that's and like, hey, yeah, it's a good thing you did for me right there. You know, like that's the that's every fucking episode. But my Michael God, Malley plays the owner slash booker of a um of an ECW style promotion. Oh, he is he um, what's his name? I almost want to uh, say Jimmy King. God damn it. It's not um, Jimmy King. No, it's not Jimmy King. Oh, uh, what's his name? Wrestling Dystopia. What is his name? Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Uh, oh, it's going to piss me off. Andy no. Dufresne. It's not Andy. Andy Charlie Gully. Charlie Gully. Andy, Andy Dufresne was Andy a wrestler Dufresne. Dystopia, Florida wrestling. Andy Dufresne went into the ring and came out. It went into the ring of shit and came out smelling clean. But it's... um. It's pretty good, and the um, the one... well, my thing is, I love Stephen Amell. Um, Ooh, I love really? Mary. I love Mary McCormick. Okay, uh, what's Mary McCormick from? Give me something. Mary McCormick. She well, she's in Private Parts. She was in Private Parts, the Howard Stern movie. She's Howard Stern's wife. Yeah, she was Howard Ooh, Stern's wife. She but was she hot in the nineties. Yes, and she was also in um, she was in oh, what was the TV show that she did? Uh, CBS show Jag. No, it was like a USA show in plain sight. It was like a USA show. Oh, yeah, she was. That was like her. She that was her like, not her breakout. It wasn't her breakout. She was on like the West Wing. Um, okay, she's, she's a she's a she's a character actress. She's kind of like, um. Oh, I just had the actress and I had it on the tip of my tongue and then I lost it. Um, she's really good too. This is gonna sound kind of crazy because she's not a. They're not even in the same realm because I don't even believe this a- the other actress ever even did a television show. But I kind of feel like she's the um, like the poor man's Diane Lane. No, I get that. I get what you're saying. And it's kind of like how you had because um, Diane Lane can take a leading lady role or she can be one of an ensemble or right. just a little. But Diane Lane spice. is like Bi- Diane Lane is like a phenomenal actresses and acting you know but that's kind of like how i used to say that like uh jenner fish Jen, i just did it jenner, again. Jenner, jenner fisher jenner jenna fisher was um oh god what's her name the poor man's um amy adams she, no she's in uh, no amy adams is the 
Amy Adams, Isla Fisher, Isla Fisher is the poor man's Amy Adams. They oh, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say she's better. I was like, you got out of your mind. No, 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 no. Um, Maura Tierney. Jenna Fish is like the poor man's Maura Tierney. Who I in turn like. is the poor man's Julia Roberts. <laughs> I don't, I love how we're just shitting on all of these actresses. Well, yeah, I feel bad, but, but Maura Tierney is in the movie Liar Liar, which features Macho Man Randy Savage and Ramishing Rick Rude in the Cage of Death. So it's it. They are in that, and just their word, just their names. Oh, okay. Oh, I was like, really? It does have Carrie um, always though when he's like, one, two, three, four, five, and one for good luck. <laughs> Carrie always. He struck the child. Did you see that? I love Carrie always. I do too. He's a fucking national treasure, just like he that is. movie National Treasure that I've when never ta- seen. When he, the best thing about Carrie always is that he tells the Andre the Giant fought story on. Regis and not not Regis and Ke- Kathy not Regis it's uh Kath Ke- Kelly and uh what's his name Ryan Seacrest Kelly and Ryan and he tell he tells the fat story you know the fat story right yeah we talked yeah. about it in our episode where we did oh, the yeah. <laughs> tournament of movies okay yes okay yes that's right we did yes that's right so and I love that Carrie always tells that on like national TV like morning Good Morning right? America like what people are reading. People eating breakfast. <laughs> it's uh, a great story. All right. So I, I'm going to move on to the next topic only because, um, you know, it's difficult to get into the ins and outs. But this is sort of a this is a pretty hard recommendation from Johnny C. Because I know we're all wrestling fans here to to check it out and see if it works for you. If it does work for you, stick for season two. And it gets a lot more into sort of, I guess I would argue, the business side of wrestling or like. That's cool. I, I don't know. I like just, I just started it today, so I mean, you know, and I, I like even I haven't even formed an opinion yet. You know, I can't believe the the ace is not one of the scars guards. No, he looks exactly like a scars guard. Right, that's the funny thing. There's he some looks other... exactly like you know Alexander Scars guard. That's the problem. You know, he's also really good as well. But speaking of movies, Keith, I've I've put together just this is sort of an exercise. Okay. Okay. So. I was listening to something that was taking place in 1999. Uh, they were talking about wrestling. Um, and I, I started thinking about how 1999 is like a really shitty pay-per-view year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've done this exercise before where I took a look at back at past WrestleManias and um, looked at what was number one in the box office the weekend that WrestleMania came out to see if there was any sort of brand synergy there. So what I've done is I have got the number one film at the box office for the weekend of every WWF pay-per-view from 1999. Oh, boy. And, and I just want to run through them and ask if you've seen it and if you have any impress. Like, did you see it in theaters? Yep. If so, what's your quick elevator pitch review? And then um, do you think it relates to the pay-per-view that took place that weekend in any way, shape, or form? Okay. January 24th, 1999. I saw this movie. I don't, this was the last week. It was number one at the box office. It was his fourth week of release. Varsity Blues. <laughs> Ninth guy's been in flat when he ran out of I actually have never seen Varsity Blues, wow. mostly because I am not a James Vanderbeek fan. <laughs> you know what? If, if you're not a James Vanderbeek fan, then I don't want your life. Exactly. No, every, everybody fucking says that. No, it was, you know why? It's because the that was the one line from the from the trailer that it was on every single commercial and 
I feel like we saw that commercial every on every episode of Raw. <laughs> so that's probably... It wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, too. I, I was wondering, like, did you see commercials for these? Like, this takes this sort of takes you back to that time and place. This is, of course, yeah. the Rumble where McMahon wins. Mm-hmm. And he's like an evil coach like John Voight. Mm. He sure is. So there's synergy there. There is. So you, I saw in theaters. I've seen it. It's one of those movies I've probably seen, like, 12, 13 times. Like, not really because it's, like... Don't get me wrong. I don't have like a fucking day of the year. I rewatch Varsity Blues. It's just I saw it as a kid. Sure. I was in, you know. I just, what are you gonna do? Like, what are you gonna do? It's one of those movies you grew up with. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre has some brand synergy only because it took place on Valentine's Day, and this was the number one film in February, Valentine's Day weekend. I think that's the Keanu Reeves Sandra Bullock flick. No, no, Message in a Bottle's Kevin Costner and somebody. I was thinking of the Magic Mailbox movie. Yeah. Fuck, what's Message in a Bottle? That's Kevin Costner and Kelly Lynch? I have to look it up. I thought I came prepared, fans. Message in a Bottle. It's a Lewis Sparks yeah. novel, so like the um, the Hangover. Mm. No, um, what, the, 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 the Ryan Gosling movie. Um, the Hangover. <laughs> uh, the, the Notebook. Eight- the Notebook, thank you. See, I knew it was the something. Okay, it's Robin, Robin Wright. Robin Ke- Wright Kevin Costner and Robin Wright, yeah. Oh, yeah, Paul Newman. I think Paul um, Newman dies in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did I see it in the theaters? I did not see it in the theaters. I don't think either of us have. Did I know. watch it? Did I actually see this movie? Probably. I would say probably. Like, There's I so, probably had an ex-girlfriend or something who wanted to watch it. Let me this. guess. Kevin Costner's wife dies, and he throws a message in a bottle, and it. Robin Wright Penn finds it over on Themyscira, and she comes and finds him. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, a woman discovers a tragic love letter in a bottle on a beach and is determined to track down its author. Jesus, that's so fucking 90s, man. So Nora mm-hmm. Ephron. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. crazy. I mean, I. So as far as synergy, uh, I would only say because uh, it happened to be out. It's a love story and it happens to be out the same week as. Uh, as St. Valentine's Day Massacre, but I would and, not say well, that it is. Yeah, I would not. It's say a love crazy. story, and we loved the debut of the big nasty Paul White. <laughs> That's the big nasty king. I've heard him called that by his friends That's, backstage. That is a uh, stretch that I will allow. Never forget, he was the big nasty for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, number three or number three, um, WrestleMania fifteen was a force of nature when it invaded Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And the number one film that weekend was forces of nature with Ben Affleck and Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I have not seen it. I love Ben Affleck. Like um, I would have Ben Affleck's children, but that I can't think of any brand synergy. <laughs> no. And, and this is the season that, you know, this is, we're still in the season where the big movies aren't coming out. We start to get pretty big from this moment forward. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, Backlash, uh, real quick. Oddly enough, oh yeah, Mara, Mara Tierney's in uh, Forces of Nature. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm telling you, man, she was hot off a of liar, liar. That's why it was only two years later. <laughs> and don't forget, she was in Primary Colors, which I just watched the other day, the year yeah, before. She, she is in that. She's she was also in ER for like ever. So yes, oh my god. So I did not know the bat. One of the bad guys from RoboCop was on ER, and a helicopter <laughs> fell on. <laughs> First, the helicopter cut his arm off. <laughs> He had two helicopter attacks. <laughs> that helicopter had his name in his that, book. That is some like Grey's Anatomy shit. Yeah. Oh, like, oh God. It, it is, but it isn't. Like, 
Grey's Anatomy is like next level bananas. It's, right. But that's like every other friggin' television sh- doctor show ever. Like, yeah. Um, so much sex going on in the hospital. It's ridiculous. I just love that he was like, um, <laughs> you know, the helicopter cuts his hands off and then crashes and the second one's falling. He's like, no, you're dead. We killed you. We killed you. And then he comes out and he's like, <laughs> he is the guy that gets melted. Oh, you know who loves Gunther's intercontinental title reign is director of Robocop Starship Troopers, Hollow Man, Basic Instinct, Joe Girl, and Total Recall, Paul Verhoeven. Hello, Gunther! <laughs> this is Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven. He, he, he directed um, Sven Olsen. I I... Don't look. <laughs> We're going to table that joke for later, okay? <laughs> because okay. we have... We oh, have Sven Olsen makes a comeback? Nice. We all have right. A a jingle okay. all the way? Is that what it is? No. Um, I like that right. Paul, Ver- that Paul Verhoeven. is mm-hmm. fun. Um, backlash. Um, is this the backlash with the... Um, oh, this is the backlash with the Boiler Room Brawl where Teddy Long says, the winner is mankind. Yeah. Like... So for years in high school, my friends would like, like if I was waiting on them to get out of the, like they'd say they're in a, a meeting or waiting for them to get done with their locker and they turn around, I'd often grab their arms and go, the winner is mankind. Because the way Teddy Long says it just really popped us that night. It also had, it also was funny. Cause isn't that after like the big show gets thrown out of the corporation? Yeah. He goes from corporate. He goes from one of the corporate teams, hired guns. To, be, to being um, a solo in the act, union. to being in the union, to being in the Unholy Alliance. That's right. Um, My cat's tail is making an appearance. Oh, what's your cat's name? Pussy Dante. Galore? No, yeah. Oh, Pussy you big Devil May Cry fan? Or, oh, no, you're a fan of 1997 Pierce Brosnan. That volcano's exploding under Hamilton. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that volcano is going to erupt. All over Dante's Peak. <laughs> okay, so speaking of volcanoes erupting, which reminds me that 1997, which we're not talking about, we might have to sometime, was the year of natural disaster films because you had Volcano L.A. It was originally called Volcano L.A. They changed this volcano. Don't tell me it wasn't fucking called Volcano L.A. came out the same year as Dante's Peak. Uh, volcano L.A. is one where Tommy Jones like, there's a goddamn volcano, and I want a volcano barrier around every fucking five feet. Um, where was I going with this, though? 1999, also the year of t- an actual oh, disaster movie. Oh, oh, no, um, 1997, I yeah. think, was the year of Deep Impact and Armageddon. Yeah. And I recently listened to the uh, Armageddon audio commentary for the very first time. Ooh. And Ooh. no, here's the thing it's hilarious because Michael Bay is so fucking serious. And then they'll cut to Ben Affleck, who recorded alone away from everybody. And he's yeah. like, He's like, oh yeah, this is a lot of it makes a lot of sense. Let's fucking go drill a hole in the moon. <laughs> like he's totally talking shit about it. He is. But, but clearly yeah, enjoying himself. Cool. The number one movie during Backlash was The Matrix. I saw it opening uh, weekend. I'm yeah. sure you at least saw I think it. I did. Yeah, no, I think I saw it opening weekend too. That put was your, a happening. Put, <laughs> it's a happening. It's a happening. Put yourself in that mindset though. It's nineteen ninety nine. Was that the year Family Guy debuted after the Super Bowl? Yep. Because the Matrix Super Bowl commercial was insane. It, yeah. it, it, was, it was just like 10 seconds or 30 seconds. And it was short clips of, of little things. And then it's like, Lawrence Fishburne, you cannot be told. No one can be told what the Matrix is. 
No way. Just okay. must see it for yourself. And it, then it was like, what is the matrix.com? Like no you didn't even know what it was. told what the matrix is. He had a very William Shatner-esque like, yes. speech pattern there. I love the matrix four. I said it out loud. You I think it's say that. I think it's fucking genius. Um, it was it wasn't bad. It was a good it was good. It was one of those movies that didn't need to be made, but right. kind of brought that's, well, back. That's what, the whole, that's what the whole movie's about. Yeah. The whole true. movie is about that. It's fucking genius. Lana Wachowski took that fucking money and was like, not only are you gonna pay me to direct this, I'm gonna do whatever I want, and I'm literally gonna make an action movie that's so sophisticated I'm making fun of you the whole time and you don't even know it. I just thought it was I think it's amazing that both brothers ended up becoming transgender sisters like that's amazing like and told brought the world of the matrix which i know it's not a i think i think they've said it's not a trans allegory and i i think art you can sort of take it and and see what you find i never thought it was a trans allegory but i do well the the character of switch was supposed to be a male in the real world Oh, really? And then in the Matrix, where you create your digital self, she was going to no, be. A that would have been. That would have been cool. No, I agree, and that would have been they... a cool thing. But I mean, yeah. I can. I don't. I didn't. I never saw the movies as. Well, hold on. That. And and, and look, this is not a any sort of a, a political conversation or anything like that. Like I completely support anyone. I'm just saying that, um, it's a story about people who wake up and don't want to live the reality that they have in front of them in a way in a way they're trapped in the matrix which is a construct they didn't create they were simply born into it Mm -hmm. and you know i think there's there's a little bit of allegory there for trying to find your true self you know um Um, subconsciously it's hard to ignore the fact that the directors and creators you know are trans women and and that's the that's what they invented for our world is the matrix you can also and again i'm not i don't i just never picked that on picked up on that um, sure if that was the intended you know, i don't think intention. it was i don't think it was i just i know I that it's sort say, of... I, I could also see it as just like this is just you know nobody wants to be in the world that they live in because everybody sure. would much rather enjoy the reality or their fantasy and that's what you know the matrix is all about is that sure. it creates your fantasy so but that's cool hey Transgender rights for all. And it's interesting because um, I don't see any brand synergy with Backlash, though. Mm, no. So that's a bummer. Not at all. But yeah, Matrix 4 was pretty good. Okay. Um, oh, wait, I'm... is Backlash? No, I'm a year later. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So this is kind of interesting. Um, I, don't really, I don't know. The, um, Over the Edge 99 is this show, obviously. But here's what blows my mind. Put yourself in this headspace. The weekend that Owen Hart died was the weekend you may have seen Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace a few times. <laughs> like, put you like live in that world for a second. Like, that's crazy. That is insane. But yeah, it was Phantom Menace. Um, it's weird. I was a fucking freshman in high school. Yeah, I um. Yeah, uh, hmm. there's definitely no synergy. No, no, and then we don't, we don't, I just, it's kind of crazy. That's the time and place where the world was while that happened. And well, I know it's just one yeah. small thing in our, in a world where pop culture is one minute in thing, but it's certainly a, in a world ruled by popular in culture. Um, 
so yeah, that's kind of depressing. Uh, June, uh, the the uh, semi-annual King of the Ring pay-per-view extravaganza, uh, where Rick, no Kurt Angle was named King of the Ring. No, oh, Billy Gunn was. Billy, oh, this is the this is the the one Billy Gunn. This that's is right. that one. That's right. What an awful tournament! Why did they just not do like? Why didn't China win? Of course, I'm the guy that says China and Triple H should have main evented WrestleMania 2000. I did an entire show on that. Listen to it. The archives and always not get extra podcast network. Big Daddy, King of the Ring, Adam Sandler flick. This was ah, Adam new- Sandler does wrestling holds. He talks about Chief J Strongbo. That's right. Uh, Chief J Strongbo used to do this. Hey, <laughs> what? What is it? <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. What is it? Rob Schneider said. I don't know. Um, he goes, hip, hip hop, hip hop, hop anonymous. Damn you! You give him that easy one. Scuba Steve, damn you! This well, then a- he goes. Yeah, he goes. It's the game I win. And yeah. He goes. He goes. This is bullshit. Same rules for everybody. And then the guy that shows up was like, "Oh, Sonny Colfax, we're gonna have to take the kid. It's the revolting blob from Billy Madison." Yes, which had he had a wrestling magazine, uh, and in the wrestling magazine, you could clearly see it's Breath of Hitman Heart. So, is um, lots of synergy. Is that one of the after mags? <laughs> no, I think it's that a the WF. revolting blob is on. No, I think it's a WWF magazine that just puts something on the cover. So this. Mad. July is the first blood fully loaded end of an era strap match. Mm-hmm. No, I always say strap match because full, one fully loaded has the fully loaded strap match, Triple H versus The Rock. Oh, it's the same one. It's the same one. Yeah, and the fully loaded first blood end of an era match is the is the, the under, this is me taking the cloak off. The <laughs> cloak, the Phantom Menace Undertaker wins the gold over the edge. Um. Anyway, it's the movie with Owen Wilson. The haunting. Hey, Liam Neeson, I feel like I'm being haunted. I feel like I'm being haunted. God damn it, Owen Wilson. I'm going to haunt you. I have a very specific set of hauntings. I have a very specific set of Well, Liam Neeson ruling the summer in 99 here. He's a, he's a big wig in The Phantom Menace. Sure. Have you seen The Haunting? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> I don't know why that just caught me, but it did. <laughs> um, have I seen The Haunting? Yeah, I think I saw The Haunting. I haven't. I'm trying to think. Um, oh, God. It's just, it's just so many friggin' movies with haunting, like The Haunting yeah. of, of, of Haunted Hill. and. Um, well, I think it's a remake in and of itself as well. Yeah, no, that's the one that's got Lily, ah, Lily Taylor. I love Lily Taylor. She's is like that a, the short-haired girl with Owen Wilson? Yeah, she's an underrated actress. She was in, like, Mystic Pizza. She's in she's Hollow in, Man? Uh no, she's not in Hollowman. You know what she's in? Um, is she in uh, that other movie that he's in? Kevin Bacon. Uh, fuck that. In? That's a fucking Pandora's box. The movie with Kevin Bacon. Well, no, she's in. She's in Ransom. Do you remember Ransom? Give back my son. Yeah, she's in Ransom, and I'm trying to think. Is she in the one where he sees the dead people? Talk about movies that came out the same time. Like, uh, talk about the next movie on our list. Oh, that is matches it? up with SummerSlam '99. Nice. Uh, is it? Is it? Uh, the Sixth Sense. It? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that means that did come out the same year. Um, yeah. Which what is was the? That's Tony no, Collette. Yeah, no, but what's the movie that friggin' Kevin Bacon's in where he sees the dead people? Story of Echoes. Yes, that movie's so much friggin' better. I feel like I'm. I'm not really a fan of that type of genre of horror i much prefer like a slasher 
uh, which I cannot believe they're making Thanksgiving. Oh my God, that trailer looks so bonkers, doesn't it? Have you seen the original trailer for Thanksgiving? No. <laughs> Have you seen Grindhouse? No. You haven't I seen? Don't... No, I'm not a huge horror food man. Uh, no, no, horror Grindhouse food is man. the Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, feature. and I, I know, and I really didn't. Okay, yeah, okay. that's the one. What's the one with the car that uh, Kurt Russell's Death in? Proof. That's in that yeah. Grindhouse, right? Yeah, Ahsoka and Hera are in that. We're ranking up nerd points, by the way. Ahsoka and Hera. <laughs> How many nerd points can we rank in one one we need a, one show? Producer Tim, add coin sound effects whenever we earn a nerd point. <laughs> the whole you time, it's, yeah, um, it's just you can't fucking hear a thing. I know. No, okay. So yeah, I never saw. I never saw our, uh, Grindhouse. <laughs> okay. Right. Hey, you know what? I did want to tell you. You had mentioned what was going on when Owen Hart died, and yeah. At the same time as Star Wars Episode One was coming out, right? Um, just so you know, uh, the 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 night that Star Wars debuted, uh, WWF was having a show at the Hamburg, Pennsylvania Fieldhouse. They did a TV taping, and uh, some of the likes of Tony Gurria, Larry Zbysko, um Peter Mayavia, Ivan Putsky, Nikolai Volkov. This is 1999? No, this is 1977. Star Wars, the original Star Wars. Oh, the original. I thought you were talking about Phantom Menace, bro. No, no, no. My bad. No, superstar Billy Graham defended the title against uh, Pete Austin, <laughs> Mr. Fuji, and Professor Toro Tanaka defeated Johnny Riviera and Jose hey, Gonzalez. Is, that, is Professor Tanaka the gentleman from Pee-wee and who we talked <laughs> yes, about? Yes. yes. Yeah. Plane and then, Zero. And then... Um, the main, the, the final television taping, the main event, which was the dark match, was uh, Superstar Billy Graham defeated Chief J Strongbow <laughs> from Big Daddy. <laughs> and yeah, May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven, the same night that Star Wars debuted. Anyway, we're, go, we're unveiling a, on. a hidden multiverse of shared connectivity between the ra- the wrestling world. See, we're integrated. Well, awesome, you know, we're, we, we'll we'll we wait, 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 wait. I got water. Ready? We make movies. Movies. Doesn't he just like spike the camera afterwards? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I hear LA Knight's about to get burrowed. Speaking of, I just got, I just got my LA Knight shirt well, finally that I that I bought after SummerSlam because I really wanted one when I went to Detroit. I thought didn't... about buying a main event Jay Uso shirt, but they didn't have any that appealed to me. Yeah. Would you buy a yellow L.A. Night shirt if it just had his face shades of the old Razor Ramon? <laughs> yes, I would that, too. Because I would, it would absolutely be... buy that freaking L- that that Razor Ramon shirt. I thank right. you very much. Right. Okay. So we All talked. Right, moving about along. SummerSlam '99 was an out of body experience in the pay per view, but also in the movie theater because Bruce Willis was fucking dead. <laughs> uh, here's the question: How fast into that movie did you know that Bruce Willis was dead? I don't think I knew. I don't think I knew either. I think I left the theater still going like he's. I think dead. I was like, yeah, I think I was confused. <laughs> I don't really, you know, there's only one Shyamalan movie film. I, I didn't mean to call it a movie film. There's only one Shyamalan film that really caught me. That really did anything for me, and that was the one, one of the ones that everybody hates, which is Signs. Because I have a primal fear from childhood of of aliens, of like, sure, the, of like the creatures with the eyes. And you live near cornfields, I'm sure. 
Oh yeah, I do. I do. I actually do. Uh, especially when I was a kid. Holy shit! Now I live in the I live in the like suburbs with like the moms and stuff. Now I um well, dude. I honestly, no joke. I literally walked around my bedroom every night for like a month, touching the walls to make sure that there wasn't a friggin' chameleon esque uh, alien waiting to kill me at night. Right. A- yeah. Like a. There's just something about like a, you feel you have a complete lack of control. Like, that scene when he's got the knife underneath the door. Oh yeah, that's just kind of creepy. That's the scariest scene I think in and and recent memory to me. Yeah. You know, for like a jump scare, absolutely. And you got Anyway, but we're it's talking It's crazy about... because Mel Gibson's insane in real life, but Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar playing the Joker. <laughs> There's something there. Um uh, I got to workshop that one. So September um main event of unforgiven is that a fatal four-way with ben juan that's 2000 um what the fuck is the main event is that the um yes that's the british bulldog six-pack challenge yeah okay i don't i don't want to talk about the movie it was a double jeopardy with ashley judd unless you have anything to talk about it because i want to talk about that pay-per-view um i just remember seeing that and thinking because she's in it with tommy lee jones isn't it morgan freeman my name no, is that's kiss, that's um kiss the girls. Yeah, but that's um oh, Monica Potter from Con Air. This is Double Jeopardy with Ashley Judd. Kiss the girl. No, kiss, kiss the, girls. the girls. What's the sequel? What's Judd. the sequel to Along Came a Spider? Along uh, Came a Spider. That's Monica Potter. Hey Polly, Along Came a Spider. That's, that's spider that's a, bit. That's spider bit Andy Dufresne, and he became that, Spider Man of nineteen thirty eight. That's a great Boston name, Monica Potter. Yes, holy shit. That's uh that's that uh Monica Potter. <laughs> if we did ninety seven, one of these could have been Con Air. Mm. Featuring Nicolas Cage winking at the camera. The wackiest friggin' accent, I think Eddie his accent in that is worse than uh than Keanu Reeves' accent in uh in, in The Devil's Advocate. Chris Bauer, why did you leave the Duffy Wrestling League? Put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> Uh, he's like With, uh, Bubba Bubba Gump. Bubba Gump is in that as the uh, the best friend. Like that guy has literally been in three movies that I've seen. That's so, it. He's in Forrest Gump, Con Air, and he's in the Wildcats back in like 1986 with uh, Goldie Hawn. I have a secret love of Jerry Bruckheimer movies where the characters are all like named because of like the way they act, or they all have like supervillain or superhero names. Like in Armageddon, it's like Rockhound Bear. You know, and then it, Con Air, it's Cyrus the Virus. Cyrus the Virus, Diamond Dog, Poe, um, Bobby, Bobby, oh God, fucking Baby. Makita oh, yeah, Williamson's yeah. name's like Baby Go or something. Yeah. Uh, there's the Pilot Swamp thing, Danny Trejo's Johnny 23, like what's, Mr. Zaz. What do they call? Um... Pinball is Dave Chappelle. But like, what's what's Steve Buscemi? Is he like the something, the Mississippi Mauler or something? Yeah, or I, um, uh, fucking fuck, Garland Green. The yeah, uh, yeah. What's Harland? Is it Harland? Uh, it's Garland. It's alliteration. Garland. Garland. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh, Garland Green. Garland yeah. Green. Like um, Garland's even a weird name. Ving Rhames is Diamond Dog. If I didn't say that already, um, Sally can't dance is the guy from Hackers that yep. wears the dress. Uh, like they all, they're all super villains. Like that's my point. Uh, yeah. Top Gun, they're all superheroes because they have code names. Um, that's and that's all Jerry Bruckheimer. Bear. What the fuck was this show about? Bear. Uh, okay, so we were talking about 
Unforgiven with the six pack six pack challenge. challenge. Everybody talks about My Way as being a great pay per view song. Totally is. But do you remember what the pay per view song was for this? Because the, the the footage hasn't survived, obviously. Uh, and I'm not saying it's like a great song, but I remember the video package being really awesome. Wait, why wasn't why why wouldn't it survive? What's wrong with it? Just because they didn't pay for it. Oh, oh, it's the okay. it's licensed music. Oh, 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 okay. Um, oh, geez, I don't know what was it. It's it's a song called. Is it called Sugar, or? Yeah, it's called Sugar. It's by System of a Down, I think. Okay. No lights. How do I feel? What do I say? In the analog goes away. How do I feel? What do I say? In the analog goes away. How do I feel? What do I say? In the analog goes away. That song. Good lord. I was so excited when the British Bulldog got added to that match. I don't know why. Well, because that was well, that was that weird. That so that's the win. All right, so Austin loses the title to Mankind. Mankind loses the title to Triple H. Triple H loses the title to Vince. Vince, Vince is retires. Vince retires and doesn't defend the championship, so it gets put up into this thing. but like why was austin not allowed to be in it there was the like some reason... match? no 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 he wasn't allowed to be in the six-pack match or oh, i think he was injured in real life he was the special guest enforcer i think he was injured mm, okay. like one of those because didn't he he was ready to drop the belt in august because he had like a minor injury that needed to take some time off because he doesn't wrestle again until no mercy yeah which is the weekend uh, that Fight Club won the box office? I saw that in theaters opening well, weekend. That's so that's synergy there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, plus, we have the tit tournament. <laughs> and Jeff Hardy, the kind of people that like Jeff Hardy are the kind of people that. Well, now I'm just gonna be mean to an entire segment, but it's like people are like, "Oh, Jeff Hardy's the best wrestler," you know, like he's the best wrestler. He's the reason I love wrestling. Also, have like the Tyler Durden poster hanging up. I was going to say, they're also the people that really liked uh, Jared Leto's character in uh, Fight Club. <laughs> Angel Face? There's yeah. another supervillain. Or is it, mm-hmm. yeah, it's Angel Face. Um, Have you ever read Fight Club 2 or Fight Club 3, the comics? No. You want to make uh, Frank Miller's Holy Terror look good. Read, yeah. Read Fight Club 2 and 3. Oh, That I... is a deep reference to Johnny C. in the North South. I think Aaron George and I made fun of Holy Terror. Oh, really? Like on the first episode of WCW Must Die. We, Frank Miller's weird, man. Yeah, yeah. Frank Miller is a little bit of an odd duck, but you know, he did bring no. Batman into like the 21st century. So no, 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 no. He's he's got his moments. All right, we're we're going a little long in the tooth here, but November 14th, the Survivor Series, where the Big Show, uh, you know, fucking avenges his father. Paul, why you're a nasty bastard? Um, but also wins the gold. Not only did the Big Show strike back against the Big Boss Man, but Mewtwo struck back as the number one film in America was Pokemon the movie Mewtwo Strikes Back. I did not see that in the movie. The only Pokemon movie I've ever seen, ever, was Detective Pokemon, and I did see that in the theater. I saw this movie in theaters. Okay. Thoughts? Moving along. (laughs) Um, Armageddon! Armageddon uh, was a family affair because mm-hmm. Stephanie McMahon and Triple H revealed their sword love affair. Yep. Um, Toy Story 2, a family film. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie and Triple H became a family. Yes. And one family was torn apart as Andy Dufresne brought Buzz Lightyear and Andy Dup- and fucking Woody the Sheriff together. <laughs> oh my God. Now, 
Speaking of Triple H, Keith, would you like to play a game? I would love to play a game. I would love to, yes. All right, so this is called, this is a new segment, Multiverse Fabulousness, pay-per-view match game. Okay. I'm going to name 10 matches. Okay. You can earn three points per match. Okay. If you can tell me each one of these is worth a point. So that's the kind of the, the fun. The most points you can get is 30 because you get three points for each question. If you get to 15, you win. And you could miss one of these and get one of them right and get that one point. You could get two of them right and get two points. So I'm going to give you a match. You can get a point by telling me the pay-per-view it took place on. Okay. Who won the match. Okay. And what the win condition was. Pinfall, submission, disqualification, oh, count out, okay. no All contest, right. etc. Okay. All right. First match. Uh, and, and I don't want any keyboard clicking. Nope. Rock I will put my hands away. For Gun for the Intercontinental Championship, made <laughs> famous Gunther. by Gunther, Rocky Maivia defends against Savio Vega. Um, and these are at pay per views. Mm-hmm. Now think it out. Rocky Maivia is Intercontinental Champion. Has he ever been Intercontinental Champion at a major pay per view, like a, a major pay per view? Yeah. Not The Rock, Rocky Maivia. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Work from there. Uh, I'm going to say... Oh, God. When would he have been at? Um... Five seconds. He's not the On the pay-per-view. He's not the Intercontinental Champion at, Su- at SummerSlam. 96. Two. Two. Is it like In Your House 12? Okay. Pause. Give me a subtitle because I don't know. But the time uh, uh, beware of dog. All right. Your final answer is in your house. Beware of dog because the time has expired. It is in your house. Revenge of the taker. All right. Uh, oh, okay. shit. I forgot to get a pen to write this down. I'll, I'll mark down how many points you get. All right. So who won the match? Well, Rocky Maivia. All right. It was actually Savio Vega. Oh, it was. Oh, okay. and how did Savio Vega win the match? By well, count out. You got a point! <laughs> Yay! That's right. tough. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, I don't know. A little fun little adventure here. Yeah, no, this is fun. All right. So, let's keep it going. Now, to be fair to the, the gamut of our, our fandom here at NOSO, this is a bit more recenter. It's not a word. The Bella Twins versus AJ Lee and Paige. You can look, but you can't touch. You can't see me from the stars above. I'm going to say... I probably got the words wrong. We'll go Jeez. eight more seconds. Uh... Five seconds. <laughs> Three seconds. Elimination chamber. You are wrong. Okay. <laughs> Who won? Uh, I'm going to say AJ and uh, Lee and uh, who was the other person? Paige. Paige. There's a point. Nice. And what was the win condition? I'm going to say it was a submission. Oh, you got another point? You're, you're, nice. a, you're a fucking uh, 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 goddamn uh, ringer in the win condition. <laughs> what was the uh, What was the pay-per-view? Oh, Mania 31. Oh, God, really? Okay. Mania play button. I'm so sorry, fans. I, I fucking skipped right over it. Okay. All right. That's fine. Okay. All right. For the WWE Championship, Randall Keith against yeah. Jinder Mahal. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Ah, fuck. <laughs> um, oh, God. I know it's a fucking Punjabi prison match. And um, I need the pay-per-view. We got 10 seconds. <sighs> oh, here, I'll give Armageddon. you some music. I don't know the words. I actually I'm going to say it's I'm going to say it's like breaking point. All right. It is Backlash 2017. All right, so it's Backlash. Okay. Winner. So, Randall Keith Orton. It was Jinder Mahal. What? That's when he won the title? <laughs> and what was the win condition? Did he escape the Punjabi prison? <laughs> I can't believe you got no points. It was pinfall. It wasn't a Punjabi prison match. Oh, it wasn't? Or no. I would have said it was a Punjabi prison match. Like, I've given you the facts. Like, oh, the okay. WWE championship. Okay. Like, yeah, if it was... Right. If it was Hogan Bossman in a cage on Saturday Night's Main Event, I'd be like Hulk Hogan versus the big boss man in a steel cage. But all these right, are all well, pay-per-view. I'm yeah. sorry. That's all right. That's, that's fine. But it adds drama. Because we make movies. <laughs> you got to drink water when you do that. All right. Here we go. I yeah. bet you get this one. Savio Vega versus... <laughs> Why are you going with Savio Vega? I didn't even realize it. Okay. Savio Vega versus... Oil and mercy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay. I will take uh, number or subtitle on this one for the In Your House. I will say it's In Your House 7. Fuck, I gave away it wasn't In Your House. Well, it was yeah, In Your no, House I... 3, triple header. Okay, well, I knew it was In Your House because I don't think Whale and Mercy ever made it to any of the big four pay-per-views. So. The winner, obviously. Was Savio Vega. Okay. Bye. And I'm going to throw out a... I'm going to throw out that he had won by disqualification. That is a pinfall victory for Savio Vega. Okay, he did pin him? All right. Yeah. He did. Waylon Mercy right. was, a, was a failed experiment. They put him down before he fucking even lived. All right, here we go. This should be a fun one if you recognize it. Bam, bam, big... Sorry, Vega. Bam, bam, Bigelow versus... The yellow shirt, oh. L.A. Knight, Razor Ramon. Oh, um, I think I you'll do have ten seconds this. for pay per view. I think that's at a Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Give me a year. I gotta give you the year. Oh Jesus! Uh, well, ninety. Yeah. Royal Rumble ninety four. It was at. Hey, how much does that guy weigh? Oh, King of the Ring ninety four. Yep. All right, King of the Ring ninety four. And the winner is. Oh, Razor Ramon. Via. Pinfall? Two points. Nice. Two points. All right, so your grand total so far, one, two, that's three, one, two, that's three, three and three is six. So you got six points, and all you need to win is 15. We've got one, two, three, four, five, five matches to go. We're halfway there. Okay. All right. All right. Hollywood Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff versus Diamond Dallas Page and Jay Leno. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> that is a Road Wild. Okay. Um, give me a year thing. Oh, come on. I got to give you the year. Here, I will help you. I will help you. I'll give you. I'll give you. Is Hogan the champion during that match? Mm, no. Who would he have just lost it to? All right. So he just lost it to Goldberg. Now, I can't give you any more hints than that. You got to know what year that was. Was WWE 98. Yeah, there you go. So it was Road Wild 98. You All right, Road Wild 98. Okay. Uh, winner? Oh, God. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that it's I see I wanna say it's Diamond Alice Page and Jay Leno because yeah, it's you like send the celebrity home happy. You send the crowd yeah. home happy when so you have Jay Leno home. and Diamond Alice Page. Right. But you could okay. see Hogan politicking to get it. Well, I could see because like Jay Leno's not Carl Malone. You know sure. what I mean? So all right. So yeah. Wind condition? Wind condition. Oh, it's gotta be Jay Leno pinning Eric Bischoff. And you got in all three for the first time in the history of this game. So you're up <laughs> to nine the, points from six history, to nine. In the history of the sport. That's right. Okay. And I think, look at this next one. I think you're going to get all three here, too. I should have picked a, a, a more complex match. For the Intercontinental Championship, Tatanka takes on Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Oh, that's WrestleMania 9. Okay, winner? Um, Shawn Michaels. Okay, win condition? I think it's a countout. You've got two. It was a disqualification. Uh, it was, well, it was Tatanka winning by countout. Oh, okay. Tatanka won by Kana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun. That's fine. All right. Trucking right along. So you've got eleven now. You need four to win. Four to win. Okay. Albert, the Big Show, and King of the Ring Award winner, the one Billy Gunn, <laughs> versus Canyon, Hugh Morris, and Sean Stasiak. Is that Invasion? Okay, there's a point. Winner? Uh, it's got to be the WWF team. And win condition? I'm going to say pinfall. All right, you got two. It was the Alliance that won that one. Oh, they did win? Okay. Yeah, because right. it was safe. To, I think it's um, Canyon. No, somebody pinned, I think, Billy Gunn. Or Big well, Show, maybe. I was, I was trying to think. I'm like, that, that, that tag team on the other side is a shitty tag team, so... That's why I couldn't think that they would have given him the win. But So okay. we've got two questions left, and you just need two points. Okay. All right. Uh, Bradshaw, who we spoke of earlier, mm-hmm. versus Scott Hall. Oh, shit. Um... Hey, yo. Bradshaw. Mine. Five seconds. I'm going to say Backlash of uh, O2. Wow, good for you. You just need one more point to win the game. Wow, was it really Backlash O2? Wow, okay. That's the the small, it's a very small window. Yeah. They still had the Poison NWO on contract, and Scott Hall was still able to perform. Yeah. Uh, Victory, winner. I got to go with Scott Hall. This is post draft. Uh, You've just won the game. Unfortunately, we still have one question left, but good for you. That's fine. Well, let's see if we can win. Oh, he pins him. All right, you got all three there. Yeah, Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll just do this last one for funsies. Yeah, uh, but it still counts. Um, D'Lo Brown versus Val Venus for the year for the uh, European Championship. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! This I is semi memorable. Yes, because I think this is when Mark Henry turns on D'Lo. Yeah, you're you're thinking about since you've already won. I'll tell you, you're thinking about the year we did the box office for. That's a different year. Oh, Mark Henry turns okay. on Mark Henry turns on D'Lo and Jarrett wins the Euro Continental. Oh, it's Jarrett. It's Jarrett. Okay, right. this All is right. Euro so, only. This um, is bulletproof vest era. Okay, so then I'm going to say that this is '98. What show though? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I will say like Judgment Day, SummerSlam, okay. Highway to Hell. It's the uh, opener. Yeah. It is. 
Yep. Oh, all right. And, Winner. Um, I think it's Val Venus, right? Via? Via pinfall. It is D'Lo Brown via disqualification. <laughs> Val Venus takes the bulletproof vest and money shots the ref. No, he pushes the ref or something, and then he gives oh, the ref yeah. the money shot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I got- won. The winner is you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. So that was it's like a little game show segment, you know. I like the idea of doing like different games and shit because I, I, whenever I'm shit, driving, that is I, a good one. Yeah, I, I like to play along with people. Like not, you know, what I'm saying like I like to do see if I can get yeah. it before the other person gets it. So I thought it might yeah. be entertaining to listen to. Yeah. Final segment of the night, Keithy. I told you to put it on hold. Oh God. Okay. All right. Debuting another new game here on the multiverse of fabulousness, Sven or Voslu. Oh. I thought it was going to be like, how much of a dickhead is Bradshaw? <laughs> I give you a movie. You tell me if it features Sven Ole Thorsen or Arnold Vuslu. Okay. Our two our two guys. Arnold Vuslu. If, if Tony Schiavone was around, he'd call them our moves. That's his move, is mentioning Arnold Vosloo or, or Sven Ole Thorsen. Okay. Right. To me, this is a real easy one. Mallrats. Oh, it's Sven Olsvitsen. Right. Oh, and, and there's eight of these, so you have to get five to win, I think, is what okay. it is. All so right. there's one. Gladiator. Arnold Vuseluv. That is Sven Oli Thorsen. Damn it. Okay, Sven Oli Thorsen. Okay. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's Blood Diamond. That's Arnold Vuseluv. That is Vuseluv. That's yeah, right. I know that. Ben Affleck, he's been all over the show tonight. <laughs> and this man, Morgan Freeman. Andy Dufresne was Ben Affleck uh, in The Sum of All Fears. Oh. Arnold Vosloof? That is Sven Oli Thorsen. Okay, all right. <laughs> Shit. He's been in a lot more stuff than I thought. Which okay. actor appeared on an episode of The Red Shoe Diaries? <laughs> um, Sven Olin Thorsen. That is incorrect. It's it. <laughs> oh no, Keith. Do I have to get them all right? I think so. Oh shit. Okay. Who appeared in the epic flop uh, about Christopher Columbus, fourteen ninety two? That's Congress Arnold Vosloo. All right, that's Arnold, Arnold Vosloo. That's right. <laughs> Notice GI Joe is not on here. It's too yeah. easy. That is the mummy. <laughs> Or the running man, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it wouldn't be as difficult. All right. No. This is a fucking under-remembered children's movie. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't deserve to be. It stars Steve Gutenberg and like a a um the a more tyranny style. It's a more tyranny style movie. Uh, about a dolphin and another animal that become friends. I don't remember what the animal is called. Zeus and Roxanne. <laughs> and one of these motherfuckers is in the movie. Sven Olin Thorson. It is Arnold Vuseloo. <laughs> Shit. Okay. However, right. there's eight. So okay. you could tie with a correct answer on the last one. Okay, good. All right. Hard target. Ooh, hard target. Ooh, that's Sven Olin Thorson. It's Arnold Vuseloo. Okay. I've actually I wanted to finish with this one because Keith, I think I've discovered like the most perfect film of all time. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hard target, hard target, isn't that just pause? That's Jean-Claude Van Damme, where they hunt him for sport. Lance Harrickson 
hunts him for sport, directed by John Woo. He looks like Gambit. And yeah, and Arnold Vuslu is oh he is in that. Okay, well, Arnold Vuslu is the head stooge, the guy that fights Van Dam. But here's the thing: in the opening segment, when they show them hunting a random homeless guy, yeah, Sven Oli Thorson is in the movie. It's the perfect movie. They're both in it. So I get a point, right? Yes, you get a point. <laughs> nice. All right, good. But and Wilford Brimley is in it doing a Creole accent. <laughs> okay, Hard Target is the greatest movie ever. <laughs> Based on all these facts, John yes. Wu, Gambit, Van Van Dam with a mullet, Gambit, because okay, yes. he's Cajun, Wilford Brimley giving himself diabetes, like I don't, I'm going to eat some food. Yeah, Sven both Yeah, both of them are in it. Lance Henriksen, Henriksen is an awesome villain, and the uh, Witchblade chick is in it. She's got a unique voice. Was that the last movie? Yeah, that's the last oh, one right, on, okay. that, on, oh, that, on right. that contest. But so, you tied. <laughs> no, I didn't. I think I lost. Well, you got four out of eight. That's halfway <laughs> there. But it was rigged because you were always going to get the last question right. And you were like, I don't know, Peter Griffin. Okay. All right. Uh, Peter Griffin. How about this movie? Okay. The 13th Warrior. Uh, Arnold Vuslu. No. Oh! Sven Olithorsen. <laughs> Damn it. That seems like a Vooslu era because you need an accent for that movie. Like, bring in Vooslu. We need an accent. Yep. Um. How about... Now, keep in mind, I just looked at these today. But I didn't get the first one, so oh, go yeah, figure. You get the first one. Um, how about... How about... Um... Wow, you slid in that one easy. <laughs> how about... <laughs> Shit, where am I looking? Um... I don't fucking an, an episode of Bones. Vooslu. <laughs> Three episodes of Bones. <laughs> Arnold Vooslu. It's like look at my Arnold Vooslu. Now I, I noticed I didn't. I don't know if you know this or not. Arnold Vooslu played Darkman in the two directed video yes. sequels. Yes. I, I will give you a dollar if you can tell me the the subtitle to Darkman Three because it's like the best subtitle in movie history. Oh shit! I think I've actually seen Darkman Three. Um. It's cheesy and dumb as shit. Like, yeah, I don't remember. What is it? It's called Dark Man 3. Die, Dark Man, die. Oh, yeah, die, Dark Man, die. Yes. And you know why I know that? It's because <laughs> I remember the actual, I remember the trailer where it was like, die, Dark Man, die. Yeah, it's such a dumb title for a movie. Yeah. But Arnold Vuslu is the shit. And he's awesome in Hard Target. Like, I want to go watch it right now. You know what's great is that, you know who's the die, dar- is, is, who's the guy that plays the villain? Lance Henriksen? No, and die, and die, dark man, die. Oh, Jeff Fahey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Don't fucking you can't you can't come to me with Jeff Fahey. I think that remember? was my first exposure to Jeff Fahey. Did you ever watch? Did you watch Lost? No, I didn't. Oh, he was in Lost, and he was like he was kind of like a hero in Lost. Sure, which is funny because I I don't think I've ever seen him in anything where he's not playing a dick. He's the lawnmower man, right? Yeah, and he's, a, he's kind of a dick man. in that. Like he gets all right. smart and then like starts killing people. Just so probably. I was like. I was like, I was so excited when he plays his name is Frank Lapidus, and he's like an airline pilot, and he's the fucking shit. Is Lost. he French? His name's Frank Lapidus. No, he's just he's just like a uh, like an American guy, and he's Yo, like Lapidus. No, no, nah. he's not Lapidus. He's just I'm Frank Lapidus, and I've got diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Fahey is also in the fake the, the fake trailer from Grindhouse, which we talked about earlier for Machete, that became a real movie, just like Thanksgiving. Oh no. Nice. It's a multiverse, man. Yeah, well, it is. That's um, 
that's my that's the presentation. That seems to be it. Yeah, the winner I mean, is you. That, that that's what I had uh, curated. Um, I hope it was fun. Oh, um, that's a, that was awesome. I love those. I love those games. <laughs> that's Sven Oli Thorson or Arnold Vuslu. Well, I mean, uh, I, I figured our fans deserved, you know, to get resolution. Mm-hmm. It was the final resolution. I think we should do that with another. We should start doing that with another two actors. Like, oh, we should... should do it with Dylan McDermott and uh, Dermot Maroney. That might be too easy though, because even though their names are confusing, they're very easy to tell apart. Yes, as are Sven Oli Thorson and Vuslu, but they're in the same style of movie though, just sure. like McDermott and. Other guy, Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. My favorite thing My is... My best in... friend's wedding is... Dylan McDermott. No, it's Dermot Mulroney. Mulroney. Dermot, Dermot Mulroney. I had to think yeah. about that for a minute. Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. But uh, the campaign... Never seen it. Don't know no. it. It's a great Dylan, it sounds movie. like Dylan McDermott, though. Well, here's the kicker about it. So it's it's a movie where... It stars Zach Alphanakis and Will Ferrell, where they're running for like... A, oh, that's uh, right. That's right. A, a representative's... House of Representatives seat. But the best is at the end. So Dur- D- Dylan McDermott's in it. And he plays like a uh, Karl Rove, kind of like, you know, a uh, political assassin kind of thing. Ooh. And uh, not assassin in the fact that he's killing people, but he's no, like... just like a, an image killer. Yeah. And he... At the end, he's like... They try to like put up... They're trying to put him on trial. Or they're trying to like get him and... And, and Zach Alphanaskis is reading up his aliases, and one of the aliases is Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> <laughs> Genius. Yeah, it's really funny. So is... I love that movie. That that movie's like an underrated hit, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, for uh, like for Will Ferrell and Zach Alphanaskis. I campaign. remember it flew under the radar. It wasn't like I mean, that's, I'm not. I don't that's... know. The... Was it a little more serious? Like, was it a little more like a black comedy, like a, like a, like a dark comedy? No, it was totally like a goofball. Oh, but, okay. I mean, the, but the funny, there's like a line where Zach Galifianakis gets gets Will Ferrell's son to call him dad in like one of the campaign videos, and then <laughs> Will Ferrell goes, "I'm gonna fuck his wife," and he goes, "What?" He's like, that's a bad idea. And he goes, no, 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 that's a good idea. He goes, you go onto my shelf, you get a book of good ideas, you open it up, first page, you get my son to call you daddy, turn the page, I'll fuck your wife. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. You gotta watch it. It's so dumb. God damn. It's good. Like, and the best part is like they each, they're wearing like the United States flag pins. Oh, sure, yeah, because you have to. Pins get bigger and bigger and bigger as the movies go on. <laughs> That does sound like something I would enjoy. Yeah, it was. It's a great. It's a great movie. So, well, you know, there's something to think about come November uh, to right. watch. You know, the, speaking of which, I'll well end with this. I have a question. I asked a friend this the other day. I said, "What are you going to watch on Labor Day?" And they're like, "There aren't. There isn't. There's not like a Labor Day movie." And I was like, "You bite your tongue. Of course, there's a Labor Day movie." Um, and since we talked about Thanksgiving, which you haven't seen, um, the fake trailer for this now real movie. What would you say? What would you guess the Labor Day movie is? Is it a horror? Movie? Is it like? Is there a movie? Oh called no, the- no! It's like oh, um, oh. it's like no, it's it's a comedy. I don't know. Nine months. I don't know what. Weekend of Bernie's. Oh, <laughs> oh is it a way? Is that Labor it's, Day weekend? It's Labor Day weekend. He's like, no, awesome. wait, I got an idea. It's Labor Day weekend. I whoa, got you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Here's a question: Did you see Weekend at Bernie's two in the movie theater? I did not, but I loved it on home video, especially the part where Bernie uh, dances underwater and mm-hmm. Patty Mayonnaise is in the submarine and she's like, hi, this is Patty Mayonnaise's voice, but I'm a real person. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm watching the movie and I'm like, that's Patty Mayonnaise. Like, you know, I went to the movies with my friend. Hey, Doug. I went to the movies with my friend to see Weekend at Bernie's 2. There was one other person in the movie theater and it was a homeless guy who was sleeping. <laughs> no one saw that movie. <laughs> do you think more people saw what do you think uh, did better box office? Weekend at Bernie's 2 or Mannequin 2 on the move? I'm saying Bernie's because Bernie was more recent. I'm going to say Mannequin 2 on the move. I don't know what the answer is. I was looking at the 1980. <laughs> well, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, nor do I give a shit. <laughs> I was looking at the 1983 box office results the other day, and like the 71st or 68th best movie that year was, financially speaking, was Scarface. Wow. And it, and it made me think about how like movies can really find like their moment in time just after they like, you know, not when they're released. I'm not saying Scarface is like amazing. I, I think that the first time I was exposed to it, I really enjoyed the camp of it all. The awesome synth score. Like, and I, I get why it's such a fit, like a cult film. I don't even know you could call it a cult film anymore. Like it's just like a thing, you know, everybody, but I'm just saying. Oh, so you were correct. Mannequin two on the move, like a uh, million. Box, box office three point eight million. Okay, and Weekend at Bernie's is like maybe eleven. Weekend at Bernie's was twelve point seven. Okay, my son and I play this game when we're waiting for movie trailers to start. He'll give me a movie, and I'll guess how much money it made. That's terrible. Not the well, game. I'm talking about the movies. Those both movies are terrible. But they both have Terry Kaiser. They sure, they sure do. Frenchie Martin. That's right. Yes, our Frenchie Martin. So. That being said, um, I'm going to head up to uh, French-controlled Canada. Oh, good. Um, I'm going to head through the portal towards there. Keith, um, is there anything you'd like to serve to us that's not part of a large meal? <laughs> um, I, there, Yes, but you have to pay for it separately. So uh, that, is a wonderful, little... that is a wonderful segue into the show that I host, um, A la carte with Keithy. And I was actually thinking of tapping you to join me on an episode. It's just, it's going to be, we're going to have to figure this out because it could be very close to <laughs> multiverse of fabulousness, depending on how wacky and control, like I, the most recent episode that would have dropped uh, probably when this aired, when this airs just a few uh, days was, ago. Yeah. It was with me and Pete and, um, or Peter and I, and it was so close. The only thing that was missing <laughs> was the wrestling show that we watched. It was so close to it. Right. There, there no recap of an actual wrestling event. Yes. And I feel like, I feel like that you and I would be so close to a multiverse. I know. I know. But, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to hold off oh, and, sure. on you, on you oh. and Pete, because no, because I, I I think I've said before, I feel like we have great chemistry and, you know, we can flow very well. We can anticipate each other's uh, sandwiches and things like that. So you I got to establish uh, your own identity over there. Well, no, I want to make sure that, not even that. I want to make sure that I can I can be able to differentiate enough between the two. Absolutely. And I feel like Absolutely. Pete and I successfully did that. So you and I can do that. And uh, yeah. I'll have you on and, and you can you and I can figure out we can play some some more movie games. And some Absolutely. More, I, I and like a good game. Um, I'm going to I'm going to tap your. Uh, your untapped potential of sports knowledge. Oh man, I have so much. <laughs> no, you know, I know you're big. I know. Look, I really do know like your big picture stuff. Like I, I'm not a sports guy, but like, you know, I know who rigged the world series. Because... Actually, 
of that movie, Eight Men Out. So I know a lot of no, things. Believe it or not, we'll probably introduce a new segment um, on that show. Uh, you and I will talk uh, some kind of comic book challenge or some kind of comic book discussion. So are you? Uh, well, speak of comic books. The fucking name is escaping me. Um, but just a few days ago, Jenny and uh, Tim, oh, exposition, exposition, yes, yeah. because it's such a delicious pun. Because it's a one on the not only a pun on the Jenny position, but exposition mm-hmm. is expositional dialogue. Exposition, yeah, yeah. But, um, all about X Men. They did the Pride of the X Men. Uh, yep. Stan Lee made a cameo. Yeah, um, talking about Australian Wolverine and fucking the war crimes of Magneto and his posse, yep. mm-hmm. and in a in an episode, a cartoon that's not bad. I mean, they cram a lot of shit into that. You got Toad, the White Queen. So listen. Episode one of Exposition on the yes. North South Connection was fantastic. Yes. Listen to it if yeah. you like this show. Like I'm just saying, like I mean, you should probably you should listen to that over the well. Jenny's great, and I like Tim. But what I'm saying is, is that if you like this show because of the type of things we talk about, if you got the reference earlier to the second season of Heels being like X Men United, that's this show is for you. Like it's, it's yes. Get get over it. You're there. Absolutely. Get there yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Do it. I like that. That was good. And uh, TNA never dies. Surprisingly, came back on No Holds Barred again with Jared Jenny did. and JT and Aaron. And holy shit, I fucking love TNA. TNA TNA never dies is the show that inspired me to get into podcasting. Nice. It is a true story. That's where WCW Must Die was spawned from, which you can hear on the new TNN. WCW Must Die. Uh, you know, I have a lot of I have a lot of fun with that one. T- actually... TNA never dies, but WCW Must Die. That was the gimmick, and you know, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I kept doing multiverse. But my, um, uh, we're gonna have a special edition on the new uh, episode on the new TNN coming out here soon. Um, not only where it's multiverse related, but we're going to do like a WCW must die one shot about the WCW slam force. You familiar mm. with this? You seen this? You heard about this? <laughs> are, are you familiar with WCW slam force? No. It was a one issue mini comic book that came out that turned uh, year 2000 WCW wrestlers into a superhero strike force. I don't remember that. Who put that out? Was it like just a Marvel? Really? Marvel fucking comics. WCW has a, a, a fucking superhero team in the Marvel Universe, and they have they exist in the Marvel Universe because they had their own twelve issue comic line, which I want to do a show about on some program somehow, some way. Like, I fucking love Marvel WCW one through twelve. Okay, but this has been the North South Connection Podcast Network, the multiverse of fabulousness. Um, I feel like a shameless whore promoting all that stuff. That's Just good. end the show. He's Keithy Langston. I'm Johnny C. And a winner is you. Bazinga. But you told me to freeze. <laughs> you ever see the inside of a Turkish prison? <laughs> you ever seen a Johnny, you ever see a grown man naked? No, oh, what is that? That is a from airplane. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like there's a Billy on the end there. But yeah, I prefer Billy. airplane to the sequel. Mm. Yeah, when they we, shoot scraps, he's like the whole, scraps. The whole Shatner thing. Shatner's great good. with the. Psh, 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 yeah. Psh. Oh God, there's a yeah. movie I need to watch. I like the trial. They're like over Macho Grande. Yes. Oh no. Oh, I should I end this? I forgot I had. I was recording it. I'm ending. No, it. keep it. I don't okay. think I'll ever get over Macho Grande. <laughs> Those wounds run pretty deep. <laughs> over Macho Grande. Over I Macho. Don't think I'll ever get. I love the over Macho Grande. No, I don't think I'll ever be over Macho Grande.
<laughs> what a great gag. Yeah. But it looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. My Actually, I think my favorite is when he goes, looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. <laughs> like amphetamines. Amphetamines. <laughs> What's the 80s? That was what it was. Yeah, it was. All, All right, right Keith. I'm going to end this. All right. Um,